0: Hey, friends, and welcome back to Are You Next? I'm so excited because this week, my friend Mallory is going to be sharing her testimony. I met Mallory through ASC this past fall semester, and we've really become, like, good friends. She's such just, like, an amazing, like, godly, wise woman, and I'm so happy that she's wanting to share her testimony. Um, Really quick as a reminder to what a testimony is, a testimony, in short, is life before, during, and after Christ. And with that being said, hi Mallory, how are you? Good, hi, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm so excited to hear your testimony and you can just jump right in.
1: Awesome, awesome. Well, it's been a while since I've given it, but I'm so excited. Um, So um, I was raised into a Christian family. Mm-hmm. And My family went to church every Sunday. It was kind of like what we did. Um, I went to a very small church in a small town called Angleton, Texas, um, and so the church was basically made up of me and my family, and I was like, one of the <laughs> only kids that was there. Okay. Um, and the congregation was, you know, a lot of older people, and so I didn't really have um, that young community that um, that a lot of people grew up with. I just didn't have that. I didn't know that existed. And so went to church every Sunday, dressed up in my best dress every Sunday, kind of just kind of did not like going to church. Um, yeah. thought it was boring. I tried to fall asleep tried to see how many peppermints I could eat, you know, that kind of thing, Um, and so grew up through that um, with a twin sister, and uh, my family is very centered on Christ and sports and family love and family Mm -hmm. time and quality time like that, and so um, just, you know, regular suburban family living life, Um, not really anything that was super hard, Um, and then um, going into um, when I turned eight, my mom and dad got Out of there pregnant with another set of twins, so a second set of twins, and um, we were really excited to have little brothers, and um, we were so pumped. And uh, my mom had a really hard pregnancy, and so during that time, um, my brothers were born, and um, they had to stay in the hospital for almost a year. Um, oh my god, mattress, well, yeah, one of the matches had to stay in the hospital for more than a year, and so um, I was separated from my family, I had to stay with my grandparents during that time, and started a new school by myself with my sister. and. Um, we had moved schools that year and so my parents, my mom was still in the hospital, my dad was working overtime to like pay for all the hospital bills and then my sister and I were living with my grandma in a different town and they would drive us to our new school every day and so just very hard as an eight-year-old and Mm -hmm. going from like a very very close tight-knit family, everything was kind of normal, playing sports every weekend, going to church and all these things and all of a sudden just torn apart and (laughs) didn't see my mom very much, um, didn't realize how much that hurt me until I was you know, until I was in it, and my mom was like, yeah. man, like, you, I remember, she told me, she was like, man, you really needed your mom, and I was like, yeah, I know, <laughs> I, just, I thought I was always a strong, tough, independent girl, and then, like, when I didn't have my mom there, I was like, oh my gosh, what's happening, and so, um, going into that, just a lot of that was happening, um, you know, years after that, my brothers were still having treatments, and, um, Hurricane Ike hit, and my brothers were on oxygen in the hospital, the NICU, and so we couldn't stay with them, so, um, we were scared that if, like, the hospital lost electricity that they would die. And so it was just, like, yeah. it was just crazy. The doctors were telling us, you know, to prepare, you know, just our minds for oh my, my brothers. And so um, just my mom was super depressed and just, like, a lot of stuff. Like, literally a metaphorical and literal hurricane just, yeah. you know, in my life. And <laughs> yeah. um, we almost lost our house. And just it, oh was, it was crazy. And so really that time we... Uh, became closer than ever, and more rooted in the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, and He just showed His faithfulness through and through, just by keeping my family safe, keeping the boys safe, and stronger than ever. And it's kind of funny when my little brother Cade, he um, had a lot of gastrointestinal stuff, and mm-hmm. he had to get a small intestinal removed Oh, because he had short gut syndrome. And so um, after the surgery, his belly button was in the shape of a heart. And I oh. always just like saw God through that, like God marking him with love. You know, yeah. Like, I saved him and, and he's strong because I'm strong. So, um, yeah, God really shut up there and really made my family really depend on him more and more and more. And so we've never been closer than ever. And we're, we've never been more rooted in Christ. And so that was incredible. And so through that time, after that all happened, um, I had my own little hurricane in my life in junior high. Mm-hmm. I wasn't getting a lot from my church, wasn't really feeling like um, I knew what being a Christian was or feeling feeling like a Christian. I would always ask people, like, what is it like, like when you're a Christian, like, do you feel something in your heart? And they're like, yeah, you're supposed to feel something, like, in your heart. And I'm like, I don't know what that feeling is, and that was the Holy Spirit, but, like, I just, like, I don't know what that feels like. I really don't feel like it's a heart thing. I feel like I just know the stories, and I go to church and show up, and I'm good, but I just didn't feel that personal connection with God, like, I was seeing my friends. Um, have and so I was like okay what is that what's missing and so Mm -hmm. my mom saw that we were struggling and during that time in junior high I was bullied um you know moved into a GT program in fifth grade gifted mentality program with all these new students that had been together since kindergarten so I just popped Mm -hmm. in like hey you know I don't know any
0: of you yeah and
1: so um just from fifth to sophomore year of high school just um, not really good friend groups. Um, getting bullied a lot by girls that I thought were my friends. And just didn't feel loved. Didn't feel chosen in that way. Um, and then at church, I just didn't have a lot of community. So I kind of felt alone in that. Um, and so I didn't really know who my people were. Didn't really know who I was defined by in Christ. And just really wasn't feeling that personal one-on-one connection with God that I wanted to mm-hmm. so desperately. And so my mom felt we were struggling. And we moved churches my freshman year of high school to this big, like, non-denominational church. So going from a very small, small church with, like, you know, congregation of people yeah. that were all 75 plus <laughs> to a huge three-service church, um, you know, a huge kids program. And so that summer, we had never even gone to one church service. And my mom was like, okay, I signed y'all up for um, this camp in Florida with the church. Like, you're going to get on a bus with, you know, a hundred other kids. Like, good luck. <laughs> have fun. And it was all my rival high school. So, like, I didn't know a lot of people there. I knew, like, mm-hmm. one or two from, like, just, you know, familiarity, but not really knowing them well. And so I was so nervous luckily my twin sister was with me so that made it a little bit easier Um, (laughs) but man the Lord changed my life um during that camp and really finally felt the presence of the Lord for the first time and literally remember um like raising my hands for the first time like i I'd never done that before because I didn't know how to do that because you know in my church it was just like hymnals and Mm -hmm. very much like strictly you don't do that stuff and so I finally felt like the Lord moved through me, and the Holy Spirit had my heart, and I just felt that one-on-one connection, and just felt so heard, and seen, and chosen for the first time. And like I was brought to tears, um, and I just remember that feeling, and it was just you know a camp high, also, but just just incredible. I felt the Lord speak through me, and I came home on fire for Christ. Um, joined joined the worship team, started serving in my church, made a lot of community, met my best friends through a Bible study every week, and so finally found my community um, and I had been rooted in Christ, and I finally felt His his goodness and love and he'd always been there the whole time it's crazy mm-hmm. to look back and see that he was there even when I wasn't pursuing him he was pursuing me the whole time and that's just how good and gracious and merciful he is and like how we, we don't deserve that but like man how great is that and so um coasted through high school kind of after that um of course there were a few things that popped up but like for the most part I felt at home and rooted and I find my people my place yeah and then of course like being uprooted for college you know (laughs) all right well you got comfortable now it's time to be uncomfortable again (laughs)
0: yeah
1: I think the past four years of my life can be described as uncomfortable I think I just (laughs) the Lord has really shown me like I am like I am going to be constant throughout your life and consistent I'm the only thing that will be consistent and I think that's so cool is because everything has changed so quickly in my life and all over the place all the time and like the one thing that remains constant and steadfast is the Lord and how cool is that that like he demands that presence in my life and it's just so apparent to everyone and to me especially and so I found my community in college you know freshman year tried to be someone that I that I you know wasn't supposed to be mm-hmm. I tried to be in a sorority and I tried to be an engineer because other people wanted me to be and so I'd always try to be this perfectionist this person that everyone wanted to be like or be friends with and so I you know that was a constant thing that I had struggled with before
0: college just
1: yeah. like the Lord was always reminding me like I don't want you to be this person like this is not what I have in store for you and he would have to like you know bring me down a little bit to remind me and to humble me and to take away that pride um, and so um you know drop my sorority um changed my major to biochemistry and just Something that I chose for myself and I felt like the Lord wanted me to lean into. And so mm-hmm. um, the Lord just showed me, like, you know, I define myself by Him and not by anybody else. Like, define yourself by your Creator and not by anybody else or the Creator. Yeah. And so um, that was super cool. I found my community in ASC, I found my people, um, became a Bible study leader, a worship leader for a church, um, and then chaplain for ASC was so fun. That was like <laughs> the best year of my life. Um, the hardest year was the best year. And so just learning throughout college what I'm defined by and that I, you know, I have a lot of perfectionistic habits and mm-hmm. a lot of stress <laughs> and anxiety that, you know, is a result of me not trusting my Lord and Savior. And time and time again, um, I look back and see that he always follows through. And so I'm like, why do I keep stressing about the future and all these things? when I know like what will become of it, like he will always reign higher than any of my fears. And so um, just learning, you know, to put trust in him and to have steadfast faith in him, just like he is constant. I want to have constant faith in him that's unwavering because I know it's true. And regardless of what happens in my life, like this life is only temporary and his love and his grace is permanent. And so, yeah, that's um, kind of me. Um, I'm now in Dallas, you know, uprooted from another uncomfortable yep. uh, <laughs> punk- <laughs> place A&M where I know people and they know me and coming to Dallas, a big city, I'm a small town girl, so it's hard to really yeah. kind of root myself <laughs> in a city when there's so many people that are not my age anymore, that are not in college with me, it's just all phases of life, um, and so it's it's cool to have that diversity, it's cool to, um, you know, be able to root myself and anchor myself in what I know is true, regardless of what happens around me, it's just, you know, constant reminder, you know, going yeah. to a job that I never thought I would have, because I've always wanted to go to medical school, and you know, realizing that I need a break and like the Lord wants me to rest this year. And so just spending more intimate time with him in prayer and in quiet time, um, in scripture, just praying about what he wants for me, um, for the next day, year, minute of my life, you know? And so just taking that time to really reflect and, I wanna really pursue him even more this year and really dive into what he has for me. And so, um, yeah, starting my new job tomorrow actually. So this is Woo-hoo! all just yeah, it's all happening and I'm trying to remain patient throughout the chaos and the uncertainty and unknown. And so I think that's what he's teaching me greater than ever right now. It's just mm-hmm. remain faithful because I'm faithful, remain strong because I'm strong and um, be patient because I am so patient. He gives me so much grace. Um, that I don't even deserve it so it's just insane that he shows up every single day for me when I don't show up for him every day and so just a reminder of how amazing he is and um, how much I need him and um, yeah how much I love him so that's kind of me in a little nutshell (laughs) all right
0: (laughs) well thank you for sharing your testimony um I have a couple like questions that like as you were going I was like writing things down (laughs) oh of course yeah um okay so the first question that I have is like at the beginning of your testimony how you were like oh I went to a you know really small church where most of the people were an older community do you have and I know it's hard when you're younger and like that's where your parents go you know but like if it's like a teenager who like has kind of noticed that and picked up on that like do you have any advice for them to kind of maybe go to their parents being like hey I kind of want to go to a different church like <laughs>
1: yeah of course. Yeah, I think an important part of anyone's faith walk is owning your faith for yourself. And, um, you know, part of my story that I forgot to share was, you know, I was christened as a baby, um, mm-hmm. like baptized as a baby. But then when I was 13 or 14, okay. moving to a new church, like, you know, I decided to get re-baptized because not that it has any saving power, it's like a symbol of, you know, I want to show people my faith and that I'm re- yeah. in Christ. And so I wanted to own that for myself. and proclaim that for me and not because my parents chose that for me and so i think it's really important to have that conversation with your parents like hey guys like i love y'all and i love going to church with you guys i just really want to grow my relationship with christ and i really um want to own this for myself and so you know i found some friends that i want to try a church with like would you mind dropping me off um would you mind going with me um things like that i think just showing that i really hear the lord like Beckoning me to, to come closer to him, and I really want that for myself, and I want to pursue my faith even more and own it for who, truly the Lord calls me to be and who I want them to be. And so, I think just really being honest with that and saying like, I love you guys, and I would love for y'all to be on this journey with me. Um, and if not, like, will you please just pray for me? Or, um, I found some friends. Like, I love you. I love you to meet them. And so, let's go to this church on this day. And you know, I think just really being honest and coming. With maturity and grace, and just praying yeah. that off you, and also just pray with with your parents, like you know, yeah. <laughs> pray, you know, like pray with me in this, like invite them in because they want to be part of that. And so because yeah. my boyfriend, he, you know, he had a hard time owning his faith because he wanted to go so badly, but like mm. nobody was willing to drop him off, and so he walked. Yeah. And so I think just finding people, community at school, trying to find people to help you out to take you and find a pastor. I don't know, it's easier said than done, but. You know, first coming to your parents and owning it for yourself and inviting them to that. And if they don't want to be part of that, that's, that's fine. Ask them to pray for you and find some friends to take you to church, you know? Yeah. I think that's the most applicable thing I can say.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so the next question is when you need help, like, and this is like really hard for people, when you do need help and it's like you don't want to go to someone else you know but like what is your advice as far as like really leaning into the Lord when you're going through something and you need his help
1: yeah I think the first step that's a great question the first thing for me for sure is admitting that I can't do it on my own I
0: think yeah try to feel try to excuse and you
1: know if you don't ever admit it then you won't ever <laughs> accept help you know it's like you can want it all you want but if you don't accept that you need something you need him um yeah nothing's ever gonna happen and so i think first thing is saying well i need the lord pray about it Pray. prayer is so powerful um people say that all the time and it's kind of cliche but it's so true um so pray about it and i think also Shining light on that darkness, um bringing things to light is so important, and so powerful. And so the Lord gives us community for a reason. And so if you have someone in your life that you can just invite into prayer with you, um, or you can talk to them about something, um, that could be somebody to lean on as well. Um, going to a pastor, I know that's kind of hard and, and intimidating sometimes, yep. <laughs> going to a trusted going to a trusted adult, like finding mm-hmm. interested women that you um, if it's my mom like it's my mom if it's somebody from the youth ministry then it's someone from the youth ministry you know what I mean but like always staying constant in prayer always staying constant in scripture um, because it's easier said than done like, okay you're, you're diverse you're fine but just like really trying to meditate over and just and pray over those words that are so true that the Lord gives us from his mm-hmm. mouth. like that is so awesome that he gives that to us and um, it's a life toolbook, you know and so I think First just praying about it, finding somebody to talk to that's trusted that you can really that you know will pour into you as well, that you won't pour out they'll pour into you a scriptural truth. Not their opinion, but scriptural truth. Um and so yeah, I think just finding community is key. Um and just going Making yourself uncomfortable, like go out to if you know that church is a gathering on a Tuesday or Wednesday night, go out there and, and it's uncomfortable for a while. But you're gonna find people. You have to put yourself. Nope. Like, uncomfortable <laughs> situations first. It's not gonna always come to you. The Lord will always be with you. You'll never be alone. So like when you walk into that church on that Wednesday night, not knowing anybody, but you desperately want and crave community, like He will be with you and He'll provide for you. He always provides. So like make sometimes it means putting yourself in the uncomfortable situations. That will bring fruition. Um, because mm-hmm. Jesus was uncomfortable. He died on a cross. Like, that's the most yep. uncomfortable thing <laughs> ever. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah. you know, being a Christian
0: does not mean a comfortable lifestyle. If anything, it means the opposite. So, mm-hmm. which I wanna, like, Yeah, which I want to, like, add into that is, especially, you know, again, from someone who is still kind of new, you know, it's like, I feel like a lot of people who want to, you know, follow Jesus and get into kind of Christianity, they see like online where it's like I just to say it for like those kind of like crazy Christians where they're like <laughs> majorly pushing and it's like, we're not like that. Like like I hope <laughs> that people know like when you go to a church people aren't like that. Like Yep. like it's the very few that are very pushy and like you know but it's like majority of Christians are not like that like so yep. it's like yeah it's like yeah it might be a little awkward but it's not they're not going to be in your face kind of like you know it's like they're not people aren't like that like so I just wanted to throw that in there oh yeah um, of course and people just
1: people are, <laughs> in, people are imperfect you know like we're yeah. broken because we're broken you know and so the one thing that you know we remind ourselves is that you know we are not enough at all, but like mm-hmm. the Lord has seen Jesus in us and like he loves us so much and he sacrificed his only son for us, and so uh, we are worthy and righteous and holy because he is, you know, and so um it's just it's cool because he will always be with you and he will provide for you. Like it's so easy to say that again and again, but it's so true. Like in my lowest of times, um, he has always provided for me. I mean, mm-hmm. even if I have like no money in my bank account, like all of a sudden my friend gives me like 20 bucks. You know to help me out like right yeah through, without me telling them it's just like it's crazy like, he will always provide for you he will never let you suffer and, and
0: fall mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> um and then as far as like moving somewhere new or whether you've lived in a place for your whole life and you don't have a lot of friends and you want to find community what are your what's your advice on finding community
1: Okay, so yeah, I'm actually working through that right now, actually, <laughs> actually yeah. um, So here's some things that I've been doing, because I know it's really, really hard to move somewhere new, and mm-hmm. especially from a place that you maybe felt like you were very known, like the College Station, yep. I knew a lot of people, <laughs> and now I'm in a town where like a city, a huge city, with thousands and thousands of people that I have no idea who they are. But I think also, again, making yourself uncomfortable um, for the sake of the gospel, like that's just how it is. And so for me, I found, um, a workout class.
0: <laughs> I saw that, that like, on your, like, yeah, on your Snapchat or Instagram. <laughs> yeah,
1: I found that. I found it and I, you know, signed up for a free week because I don't have money yet, LOL, but signed up for a free week and just to meet, just to meet people, honestly. Yeah. Um, just to, like, make connections. And now I've, I've gone there once or twice and, um, they don't have one today because it's Memorial Day, but, yeah. <laughs> um, just having, like, those familiar faces. Like I met some Aggies. That was so cool. Um... That's awesome. Make, joining a gym, joining some like yoga, going to the mm-hmm. rec, doing something that makes you be around people. Um, also, I tried a new church yesterday and they have um, a lot of young adult activities throughout the week. And so, trying those things, you know, um, it's a little bit nerve wracking and scary because it's a lot of people that know each other yeah. already and I'm walking into it. <laughs> but I think just introducing yourself and, and it's like back to the basics. Like when you were a kid, your mom would say, okay, like, you're gonna ask them, will you be my friend? And you just like practice that in the mirror every single day before yep. school, cause you like wanted to get it <laughs> right, right? It's back to basics. And people are also desperate for community. And so reminding yourself mm-hmm. that you're not the only one who is struggling. Like people may look like they're fine, but deep down, you never know. And social media is a lie. It is such a lie. <laughs> so it's so easy to like tell yourself, oh, I'm the only one who's struggling. I'm the only one who is alone. Not really, no, because everyone is desperate for communities. So many people are moving constantly and changing jobs and careers. And, you know, it's the like people are moving all the time. And so people want that. And so yeah. if you stay true to yourself and, like, pray about that and say, like, Lord, give me confidence and strength. Like, hype yourself up sometimes. I'd look in the mirror and be like, okay, God, like, tell me. I mean, I'm loved. I'm chosen. I'm redeemed. I'm <laughs> set free. Like, I'm awesome. And you give me some of the awesome gifts. Like, I'm going to go out and make friends. And, like, I know you'll be with me. And so just hype yourself up. Go to... Like a coffee shop and just like meet someone else, talk to the barista, like just talk to yeah. people you can. Like try your best. Go to farmers markets. Go to events in town. Um, go to a church and go to events at church. Join a gym. You know, it's like just do things that you would not really do. Mm-hmm. Try to put yourself in those uncomfortable situations because like the Lord will provide through those things and He will always yeah. be with you. So I think with-
0: those are some of the cool things. Mm-hmm. With also kind of tying in with community which because I kn- you just graduated how would or what is your advice for dealing with community or like I'm trying to word this right <laughs> what's, <laughs> your, what, what's your advice on dealing with managing school and like social life and not like only doing school and only doing so you know it's like how do you oh, yeah. balance that
1: Oh, of course! Yeah, that was my entire college life. That was my entire <laughs> high- that was my entire life in general. Um, in college, you know, coming in freshman year, really focused on getting a four in my mm. grades, and so just looking back and seeing how much my social life suffered, my community suffered because of that. Yeah, you know, I came in meeting people at fish camp and impact, and then you know, not losing those friendships, but not like not increasing them either. Yeah. Um, And just seeing like the memories that I missed and I just, I knew that I wanted to get better and so every week I would try to do at least, I would try to say yes to at least one or two things. Start Mm -hmm. small, baby steps. Um, Really pick and choose intentionally what I wanted to do and um, as I went into sophomore year it got a lot better and then I would you know baby steps. I would try to do three things a week that I thought was cool or I would try to invite someone on my own instead of them inviting me so I would initiate things first so I would give myself like kind of a (laughs) like a quantitative type of measure where it's like okay at least one time this week I'm going to do one fun thing for myself and I'm going to invite one or two people like I'm going to really try to include my friends in this or if it's like hey I want to go study but also like you know, it's not super intense. I'm going to yeah people to study with me, you know? Like, invite people into that. And um, you realize how less anxious you become when you actually, like, don't take life too seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, you can still prioritize your school life, but also your social life is important for your mental health and for you know, day-to-day activities. You, you want to be active and release that stress and you want to refocus your mind on things that matter more than a grade on a piece of paper. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Like a grade doesn't define your future and that's easier said than done because out of college now. But, you know, looking back, like I really saw that upward growth but I let myself you know kind of lead mm-hmm. into and so junior senior years got a lot better and by senior year I have like a 50 50 life where it's like yeah I knew how to do my school and I knew it'd be okay I knew I could handle it and I think also with every increase in year of school you understand the workload and you understand of yeah. you <laughs> and so it's yeah. a lot more manageable so also with like community like joining at least one or two social orgs like at least mm-hmm. one and really like trying to pour yourself into it because like what you put in is what you get out and yeah. so just finding how much Fruition you know, and richness came from that. Um, it just completely made my life so much more vibrant and so much more like enjoyable. Like you know, you need you need people and um, you need some contact and you know you need Jesus and you need you need people to <laughs> point you towards that. And so yep. you, you can only get through the academic when you have those people in that community by your side
0: through the social. Mm-hmm. Yeah so wrapping up my final question which I decided is going to be the question I ask everyone that I have on here (laughs) is um, what would you say or what is your advice that you would give to checklist Christians which are basically the ones that are kind of being like well i go to church and i do quiet time so i'm a perfect christian kind of you know it's like they're like it's like they're checking off the boxes but it's like in their heart they're not like really you know it's like they're just checking them off being like well i did that so i'm perfect christian like (laughs) yep
1: got my hours for the day yeah i totally get what you mean Um, yeah first and foremost i would tell them you're not alone because i've been there Mm -hmm. too um, you're not by yourself in that because there are a lot of Christians that have been through that and that's okay. Like being honest, like I've experienced that a lot in my life. And um, first becoming aware of that and realizing you're not alone in that, the Lord still loves you so much. Yeah. Um, and he definitely wants, you know, that relationship with you. And so I would just say, you know, the Lord is so full of grace. And, like the, the part of the main point of the gospel is God's grace in love and mercy for us like he didn't have to send a son mm-hmm. but he did anyways and so like this gift is completely free like it is so free like nothing that you could do could love you mm-hmm. any more or any less and man like how radiant it in your life would become if you just had that that connection with him heart heart knowledge and not just head knowledge and that's yeah. okay to say but like it's a different feeling in general, like you are also poured into mutually mm-hmm. when you when you aren't just the checklist Christian when you're like, okay, I'm just like I love the Lord and he loves me and I'm going to, you know, do my best to faithfully serve him. And regardless of what I do physically, like he loves me so much and I want to continue to grow our relationship by praying for a desire to actually know him. I think it first starts with prayer and and so for me I've been praying like um, build or break, and so I think that's a huge sacrificial thing for me. Is like I've been a checklist, checklist Christian before, mm-hmm. but I realizing how powerful He is and how how weak I am and how much I need Him. Like Lord, you know, build this in my life or break it. Like I want yeah. you to only really depend <laughs> on You and not on the things that I'm doing for mm-hmm. Your love. Like You've already loved me so much, yeah, you are telling. Me, there's nothing else I can do for Your love, like to earn it. Like it's a free gift. And so I think just reminding them, like them of the gospel and the whole yeah. of the gospel. And so. Yeah, just build or break. Pray, pray those sacrificial prayers because um, everything in my life can be taken away and I, I want to make sure that I would still be focused on the main point and that's the Lord. Like I want to get to that point where like everything else could be taken away from me and I could still have the love of the Lord and be completely satisfied. Like yeah. that's the goal in my relationship with God. Um, and
0: so yeah <laughs> all right <laughs> well thank you so much for sharing your testimony and answering my questions yeah you're welcome um, for if having you want me. to like rep your social media so you totally can <laughs> yeah <laughs> shameless plug um,
1: follow my instagram mallory Morfield. also my tiktok is kind of lame but it's mainly my music so Isn't that lame
0: i want i follow you it's not lame <laughs> yeah.
1: and then listen to my spotify um and my album music all the things mallory morfield yeah um, the
0: same plug. <laughs> all right well thank you so much thank you Abby, yeah. the best. I yes love you. love you too bye bye girl as always i hope you guys enjoyed this episode and hearing mallory's testimony as much as i did and if you'd like to leave a review it would be greatly appreciated As a reminder, my Instagram is TheKeyToWalker and then I also now have the Costco Instagram account which is cstat underscore Costco and I post new episodes every Monday. And then if you'd like to also follow Mallory, Her Instagram is Mallory Moorfield, so it's M-A-L-L-O-R-Y-M-O-O-R-E-F-I-E-L-D, Mallory Moorfield. And then uh, she also has two songs on Spotify. They're absolutely amazing. I wish I could sing as well as she does. Um, Her two songs are Growing Pains and Smooth Criminals, so I highly recommend you guys go check those out. And I will see you guys next Monday. Bye! Oh, 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 oh,